Light that spark fire nation, a JLD here, and welcome to episode 1677 of EO Fire, where I am chatting with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. And if you're ready to master productivity, master discipline, and master focus in just 100 days, visit themasteryjournal.com. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, David Barnett. David, are you prepared to ignite? John, I just lathered myself in gasoline to make sure it was extra exciting today. (laughs) (laughs) David loves to say it took him 10 years to unlearn what he was taught in business school. After a career in advertising sales, he started several businesses, including a commercial debt brokerage. He now works with entrepreneurs around the world who are buying or selling a business as a private transaction advisor. David, take a minute. Fill in the gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. I love working with small business. My entire career, ever since I got out of university, has been working with small businesses. And the the personal thing I want to share is that I'm a father of two. And so I've had to work to build my business into something that accommodates my life and my family because I don't I don't want to be one of those parents that sends their kids off to school and then daycare every day. I want to have time with my children. So that's it's a huge part of who I am as an entrepreneur. And uh, nothing recharges me more than getting out into nature. I'm a huge hiker and uh, and mountain biker. Love all of that. You would love uh, where I live down here in Puerto Rico. We have some amazing hiking, biking, and running paths right there in the rainforest. So definitely cool stuff. And you have a lot of areas of expertise, David, but let's kind of hone in on the one that you think rises above the rest. Give us that in a little bit of a nutshell breakdown and then share with us something we probably don't know about your area of expertise that as entrepreneurs, we probably should. I started off helping people with financing, with getting money for businesses to grow. And what I started to run into were people who were trying to acquire businesses and trying to get financing together. And when the big financial crisis hit in 07, 08, 09, almost half of the sources of capital that I was using, those companies went out of business. Mm. And so as things were drying up, it was becoming more and more difficult. And at the same time, um, I began to see an opportunity to help people in buying and selling businesses. I, I remember I once got a call from a banker who said, Dave, I've got this lovely couple. They've just immigrated to the country and they have a deal to buy a convenience store and they have a contract here, which is for buying and selling houses, which has been written up to buy this business. And it says they're going to get 95% financing in 10 days. And which is completely ridiculous. And it was when that, at that moment I realized that there was a huge gap Um, in my market for people that could professionally help people buy and sell businesses. And that's when I decided to make the leap into business brokerage. And I did that for a few years. um, And it has led me ultimately to where I'm at today. So what's the one thing that we don't know, me, JLD, my listeners, Fire Nation, about this area of expertise that you've developed that we probably should know? The thing that surprises most entrepreneurs is when they start to understand the actual terms of sale that most businesses are sold under. Um, You know, you see the headlines, you see the business deals, and it says that, you know, a company is sold for so many millions of dollars. And what most people don't realize is that it's extremely rare for a business to be sold on cash terms. There's usually some amount of vendor financing or seller participation in the financing for the buyer. 
And it's it's critical in the deal structure because not only does it help the seller sell for a more reasonable price, usually a higher price, but it helps to protect the buyer because of all of the unknowns and risks that are usually involved in a, in a business purchase transaction. And so it's, it's one of the biggest surprises I have when I do my workshops and seminars and I'm talking to business owners because, of course, business owners are expert at running their business, doing whatever it is they do to satisfy their customers. And very few of them actually have a great deal of experience in the buying and selling of businesses. David, so far you've come across pretty much as an all-star, but the reality is you've had your struggles as well. And I actually want to go to one of those struggles specifically, that one being your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. So don't pull any punches. Take us to that moment. Tell us that story. It was 2011 and it was a pretty bad year. I had gone uh, basically the spring and the summer without a deal closing. This is when I had my business brokerage office. And in traditional business brokerage, it's kind of like real estate where you take on a client who wants to sell a business. And when you sell the business, you get a commission. And I knew that it was going to be okay because for the fall, I had uh, six different deals lined up to close. And it was going to bring in almost a quarter of a million dollars for me. And that fall, three of those deals completely fell apart and it had nothing to do with me, the buyer or the seller. In one instance, it was a regulated industry and the government agency wouldn't issue a license to the buyer. So that deal fell apart. In the second case, a bank that had issued a financing letter rescinded it. They backed themselves out of the deal and now there was no more money on the table. table, So that deal fell apart. And in the third case, it was a franchise business and the franchisors in dealing with the buyer were really rude and, and acted in a, in a fashion that he didn't like. And and he eventually backed out saying, you know, I, to the seller, I love your business. I would like to own it, but I will not get into a relationship with those guys. And just like that, John, a quarter of a million dollars shrank to about 110000 mm. And I realized I can't be in a business where I don't have control. All these other people that I don't have my fingers on are able to upset these deals. And I realized that th- this just can't work. I was in a business with a roller coaster cash flow. I couldn't even make a monthly budget to make sure that, you know, I could cover bills and set money aside for my kids' future and things like that. And so I realized in that moment that it just wasn't working and I had to retreat and find something else. And so I closed my business brokerage office and I, I made a deal for one of my associates to carry the flag and, and to to carry on in the business. But the worst thing that can ever happen to an entrepreneur happened to me. I went and I got a job. You never want a story that ends with, I got a job when you're an entrepreneur. But, you know, sometimes you're just in that season of life where it needs to happen. But looking back on that DB where you had to go get a job, what is your biggest lesson learned? A lot of entrepreneurs will identify themselves with the business and and they'll personify that business. And And one of the things that I really struggled with is I worried you know, all these people out there, if they find out that I've left this business and I've gone and started a job with someone, are they going to think that I'm a failure? Right. Are they going to think, you know, oh, obviously David isn't as smart as he thought he was. And what I realized once I started working in that new career is that you are not your business. You're a separate person. And I now know that while it takes a lot of courage to get into business, I think it sometimes takes even more to get out of it to know when your business isn't working out and you need to flee. And so when I run into people today, you know, sometimes I, 
have people that come to me, they want to sell their business. And when I start to examine it, I realize, yeah, of course you want to sell it. This is, you know, this is not a hot potato. It's a rotten potato. And I have to tell them, you know, you would be better served perhaps by an auctioneer. You know, it's time to get out of this thing and to kill it. And it's not something that people want to hear because they're afraid of how it's going to make them look. There's a book that I bring up from time to time. Seth Godin's book called The Dip. Yes, sometimes your business is going to enter a dip and you need to find ways to weather the storm, to make that runway longer, to just keep going till you get through that dip to the other side where you start going and growing and and making more revenue again. But at the same time, in that book, he makes a point, sometimes you're in a hole and you just need to stop digging because the only way to get out of that hole is to stop digging. So you need to recognize, hey, is this an eventual hot potato or is this a rotten potato? I mean, where am I going to go with this? And it's a great thing that we need to keep asking ourselves because, you know, times are going to change. The economy is going to change. Everything in the actual market is going to change as far as what people want and if you're still relevant. So you have to keep going back to people like David, like your clients, like your customers to recognize, hey, is my finger still on that pulse? Now, on that idea, you've had a lot of great ideas. You've had a lot of great aha moments. Take us to what you consider one of your greatest ideas to date and tell us that story. It's a continuation of the same story because about four months into my new job, um, I was driving in the car on my way to a client appointment when my cell phone rang and I answered it and it was a fellow who had been given my name and he was trying to sell his business and he wanted someone to advise him. And I said, well, you know, I used to be a business broker, but now I'm not. And so I'm sorry, I can't really help you. Okay. And then a week later, my phone rang again. And this time it was another person who had been referred to me by an entirely different person who said, I found this business that I want to buy. And my accountants looked at the numbers and I spoke briefly with my lawyer, but neither of them seems to be able to advise me on how to make this deal happen. What what I should be looking at and how I should formulate my offer and and if the value we're looking at even makes sense. And, and that's when my aha moment happened. And I said, I said, look, I, I can help you. I do have the knowledge and the skills, but I'm I'm employed full time. So if you'd like to work with me, I'll have to charge you as a consultant and I can only meet you on evenings or weekends. And I just paused and I started counting in my head. And about five seconds later, he said, so then you're free to meet me Saturday morning at nine. (laughs) And so I was able to basically in that moment realize, you know what, all of the advice and guidance and all the information that I was basically giving away for free when I was a broker, trying to attract people to come and do deals with me so I could earn a commission, all that information is valuable. And I can take what I know and I can reformulate this and repurpose this into a new kind of business model that won't have some of the negatives that the the business brokerage had. And so that's exactly the business I'm in today where every week I'm sending out invoices to clients. So I no longer have the ups and downs of cash flow. And the other big advantage is, is actually for my clients because when I was a business broker, I would have many different businesses for sale and I would work on all of them. And the ones that sold, I had to charge those guys significant commissions. Mm. I remember the biggest invoice I ever sent a client was for $96,000. And that was a hard one for him to swallow, right? I, I ended up making him a liquid millionaire. So he was very happy, but it was a big bill to give to anyone. And then I had all these other businesses that I was never able to sell, but I worked hard on them. And those guys never paid me anything. And I realized 
the successful entrepreneurs were actually subsidizing my service to the unsuccessful ones, right? And that's not fair. So my clients today, they basically operate from my menu of services and I do the things, the specialized tasks that business brokers do for their clients, but I do it for people that are selling or buying on their own and they simply engage me to do those things and they pay me for that time. And as a result, at the end of the day, the sellers pay far less for advice and guidance than they did under my old business model as a business broker. Fire Nation, what I'm taking away from this is that you need to listen to your potential clients, your followers, your fans, people that are reaching out to you. What are they saying? What are they asking? What are their problems or pain points or obstacles? And what's the solution that you can provide for them? And David had a solution before his most recent solution that he just talked about, which was that commission-only operation that, again, was subsidizing his winners with his losers, and he didn't just think that was super fair. So what can you, Fire Nation, take away from that and say, hey, what are my people telling me and what can I provide them? And that gave David the idea that said, hey, I'm going to be a consultant. So, David, my big takeaway was just that. What do you want to make sure our listeners get from your story? There's not always one way to skin a cat. You know, you can develop information, systems, processes, and knowledge, and there's more than one way to sell it. So today, while I work with people one-on-one, I also have live workshops that I do where I teach a group of people all at the same time. And when I feel like I've got my workshop perfected, I then turn it into an online course, which allows me to leverage my time and to reach far more people with the same kind of information and messages. And of course, it ends up being cheaper, right? So someone can take an online course of mine. You know, one of my courses is like nine hours of content. Um, if they were to hire me to talk with them for nine hours, it would certainly cost a lot more than what I charge for the enrollment fee. So let's talk about today. In just a few sentences, break down what you are most fired up about right now. I'm most fired up about helping people get out of the jobs they hate that drain them of their vital energy, but they're afraid to get into business because of their family and financial commitments. And one of the things that I love to say is that it's faster, easier, cheaper, and less risky to buy a business than to start one. You know, someone who has a mortgage to pay and children to feed and they want to be in business they can come up with that idea. They can try to side hustle and grow it. They can, they can put all this effort into it. But th- at the end of the day, they need to attract customers away from other businesses where presumably the clientele is happy. And if it doesn't work, it's a lot of energy and resources. And if somebody quits a job to go try something new, there's the risk that it doesn't work and, you know, all the repercussions of that. And so when, when you have commitments in life, I say to people, Buy a business that's already successful. Mm. And that way you already know that you've got the customers and the cash flow as long as you can keep it going. And as a bonus, what I say is you buy a business that you know how to improve. I used to see it time and again, um, you know, the book E-Myth by Michael Gerber, where he talks about the technicians versus the entrepreneurs. And so many small businesses out there are technician driven and they grow to a certain size until it reaches the limit of the owner's capacity to manage everything in their head. And then the business is stuck at that size, you know, sometimes for decades. I've seen so many people, my own clients who have come from larger businesses, the military, places where there's structure and organization and systems, and they'll buy one of those technician run businesses and introduce that formalization 
the policies, the procedures, the business systems, and then allow it to grow. And, and that's where you really build value because small businesses are bought at small multiples. And if you can build it up to a medium or larger size business, not only is it worth more because the cash flow has grown, but that cash flow will actually be sold at a higher multiple. Fire Nation, speaking of value, we have some value bombs awaiting you in the lightning round after we thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, there are things pulling your focus in several directions when you're an entrepreneur, which sometimes means big things get little attention, like ensuring you're 100% tax compliant. It's important to understand the stakes are high when it comes to federal taxes, and in light of its new focus on international business compliance, the IRS can hit you with massive penalties for technical violation, including revoking your passport. That's why you need a tax firm that understands international business compliance and the entrepreneurial mindset. So that your energies are better spent elsewhere. IRS Medic is the tax firm that can help. Co-founded by Captain David G. Parent, retired, Gulf War veteran who went to law school at the age of 59, IRS Medic understands the stress of IRS uncertainty and enjoys the challenge of finding workable solutions for its clients around the globe. Visit irsmedic.com slash fire to get help with international business compliance and all of your tax challenges today. That's irsmedic.com slash fire. You know what's really frustrating? It can sometimes be a little embarrassing when you spend a lot of time in bandwidth creating something you're sure is going to work and then it bombs. Kind of like when you create a Facebook ad for a client or for your own business and the money goes out but nothing comes back in. Losing money, no matter whose it is, is no fun. And when you're working with clients, losing their trust is definitely not something you want to do. So why struggle trying to figure it out on your own when you can just copy Billy Jean? My friend Billy Jean is hosting a free training where he's going to select a random attendee and then build an entire Facebook advertising campaign from scratch the ad copy, the landing pages, and everything in between. He's also going to show you the same process he's used working with some of the world's largest franchises to get ROI. Claim your spot today at INeedThisTraining.com. That's INeedThisTraining.com. David, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? Absolutely, JLD. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Absolutely nothing. Ever since I've been 12 years old, I've been trying to sell something or do some service or hustle for cash in some way or another. What is the best advice you've ever received? The terms are more important than the price. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? Hiking or getting on my bike in the forest, being close to nature, definitely. Can you share an internet resource like an Evernote with Fire Nation? This one was tough for me because I'm not a big gadget guy, but I think the online thing that's done the most for me has probably been YouTube as far as meeting new people and reaching new audiences. If you could recommend one book, what would it be and why? You're a Badass by Jen Sincero. I, I read that book and I thought it was amazing. And it's obvious that Jen has read a ton of personal development stuff. And I feel that she's distilled all the most important things down into this one book. I've, I've recommended it to hundreds of people. Let's end today on fire with you giving us, Fire Nation, a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say bye-bye. Yeah, sure, John. Um, basically, if somebody is interested in exploring the idea of buying an already successful existing business instead of starting something on their own, they should come to my website, businessbuyeradvantage.com. 
And uh, you can sign up for my online course, but there's also a ton of free resources there that they can access. And um, just because I've had such a great time being on your show, I'd like to offer a gift to Fire Nation. Is that okay? Yes. So anyone who wants to sign up for the Business Buyer Advantage online course, if they use the promo code FIRE at checkout, um, I'll take $100 off the course. Whoa. Love all of that. Businessbuyeradvantage.com and snag that course, Fire Nation, for $100 off with promo code FIRE. And David, the parting piece of guidance. I think the parting piece of guidance that that I would want to share is that you have to take some action. Um, in one of my workshops where I talk about buying businesses, I say, look, examine what you're going to earn when you have the business of your dreams and you're the manager, not only as far as money, but how much more you're going to enjoy life being in charge and, and controlling your own destiny. And look at what you have today because there's an opportunity cost to not acting. We all know someone in our lives that went to a nine to five their entire life that they hated just because of some pension or this idea of security, you can't waste your life. In my experience, those people end up retiring and become ill. They never get the juicy plum that they thought they mm. were going to get. It's always somehow not as good. As, it's not worth the sacrifice of a person's life. Fire Nation, you deserve that juicy plum, so go after it. And you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with a DB and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type David in the search bar. His show notes page is going to pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz. Timestamps, links galore. And let me just say, David, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And Fire Nation, businessbuyeradvantage.com is where you want to go to learn more. And of course, that promo code FIRE is going to take $100 off his course. So David, Fire Nation, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Hey, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed our chat with David today. And we have a free eight-day goals course for you over at freegoalscourse.co. Get goal-focused, Fire Nation. I will catch you there, or I'll catch you on the flip side. My friend, Billy Jean, is hosting a free training where he's going to build an entire Facebook advertising campaign from scratch. The ad copy, the landing pages, and everything in between why struggle trying to figure out Facebook ads on your own when you can just copy Billy Jean? Claim your spot today at INeedThisTraining.com. That's INeedThisTraining.com. There are things pulling your focus in several directions when you're an entrepreneur, which sometimes means big things get little attention, like ensuring you're 100% tax compliant. Visit irsmedic.com slash fire to get help with international business compliance and all of your tax challenges today. That's irsmedic.com slash fire.